Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Slade, the Buffyverse Revisited. I'm one of your hosts, I'm Jeremy. I'm your other host, James. And this week, we're going to be backstroking into Season 3, Episode 18, Earshot. Yes. Which yes, means someone are. in this episode gets shot in the ear. That's not, that is not what it means. Oh, that's not what it meant? That's not, no, oh, okay. that's not at all what it means. Oh, okay, my you bad, are, my bad. You are mistaken, I'm sorry. You know, I do take everything, like, literally. I know, I know you do. So, so, I know yeah. you do. Anyway, that's, what's that's going why, on? Oh. That's why I saw when you when you first logged on, you had cucumbers and mayonnaise with you. Exactly, I told you I'd bring them today, so. <laughs> you did. Uh, anyway, what's going on, James? How are you? How was your week? And what's new, if anything? I'm all right. My week was okay and, uh, nothing new, nothing new. You can't, uh, you can't tell on the video, but I did rearrange my, uh, my new office, uh, guest room situation. So that's all, uh, where I want it to be now and all set up. Um, cool, granted, like I said on the video, on the video, it looks exactly the same as it did last week. <laughs> so, yeah, so yeah. you guys can't tell, but I know it. Yeah. I know it. <laughs> you know it deep down in your heart. Deep down in the cockles of my heart. Ah, <sighs> cockles. Uh, so, uh, do we have anything from last week we need to discuss? Uh, we do. Uh, okay. Darlene left us a a uh her her thoughts and review for um last week's episode which was uh episode 17 enemies um she started out by defending herself uh against um uh not realizing that there wasn't an episode the previous week oh yeah uh, <laughs> she said she doesn't get notifications from the Facebook page, um, even though she's got them turned on, so I don't know what the issue is there. Uh, I'll in, look. I'm I'll in, look into that. And, I, I'm and in some. I'm in some group deals on Facebook, and I have notifications turned on them, and I only get like some of them sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> you know Facebook. It's it's stupid. Right. Um, she she also says that she thinks you're pretty cool too. Uh, you know you. You said she was cool. Yeah, no. Um, you know. She thanked me for my explanation uh, about uh, Willow uh, not remembering remembering that Anya's necklace was the impetus for the episode The Wish. Right, right. Um, uh, she said she's also watching Buffy on Hulu and is... Uh, often also frequently recommended Twilight, um, which upsets her as much as it upsets me. I think it upsets anyone who's over the age of, I don't know, 30. Um, I, I would disagree with that. I bet there's still a lot of uh, older Twilight fans out there. Well, yeah, but, you know, I'm just playing the averages here, you know. Um. In fact, I would be willing to bet there's probably people out there that have seen Twilight and have never seen Buffy. And that's just a sad, sad a statement on humanity right there. It is. Um, and they think the Twilight uh, vampire uh, universe is like, that's what vampires 
always were. And I'm like, no. Right. Right. No, no, no. Um, she says, uh, and keep in mind, she's Darlene is a first time viewer of the show. Right. Which is um, why it's so great getting her, uh, her, exactly. her, uh, her thoughts on each episode too, to go with ours since we are, uh, OGs. Multiple time viewers right. of the, of the show. Right. Um, she said that no part of her saw angels turning back into a angelus coming, uh, so when it happened, she literally yelled no at the, at the screen and sat with her jaw on the floor for several minutes. Okay, good. Uh, so I wasn't the only one. She said it felt like she could hear Buffy's heart breaking all over again. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, you weren't the only one. I, I mean, I said it too last week when I first watched the episode. It was... It was so out of left field. It was heartbreaking all over again. Like, it just as a fan of the show and as a fan of Buffy and Angel together, you there's no way you could have been emotionally prepared to to be ready to go through that again. <laughs> yeah, and 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 I didn't talk about this last week, but I remember when I first watched that episode way back when, and I was so pissed off because I was like, wait, wait a minute. It can't just be that easy and that willy nilly to take his soul because then they would just do it all the time. People would, you know what I'm saying? I, I was so right. aggravated and pissed. And then, you know, and the end, and in the end of the episode, I was like, Oh, okay. I'm an overreacting dick. Never mind. <laughs> right. Um, she also agreed with us uh, She, uh, in regards to Faith's tirade. She says, what the hell was Faith's tirade about? When has she ever tried to be the good girl or ever been told to be more like Buffy? Right. That was completely lost on me, as was any sympathy I may have felt for that, for that character. I'm back to square one with Faith. Um, that's something you and I talked about. The... The, her whole tirade in that scene about, you know, trying to be good and, and, you know, always getting the be more like Buffy spiel. Like, it was completely Ridiculous. Out, of left, out of left field <laughs> again, because at no point over the course of the previous episodes had either of those things been true right. whatsoever. And the great thing is, as much as stupid as that was and everything, but the great the great thing is that we, we faith faith gets to be goes on to be a huge part of this universe and becomes a very well written very solid character so but boy in these early ones yeah they 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 just didn't know i just don't feel like they knew what the hell they wanted to do with her you know um she goes on to say it's usually difficult for me to watch tv or movies because my brain almost always spoils it for me by seeing what's coming but I did not see angels not truly being having been turned into a angelus coming. I enjoyed every second of that shock and awe. Again, that's you know we said the same thing last week. It was it, it was uh, it, it was Inception like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, the, it was a twist within a twist. Yeah, it you was know, a so. major mind fuck the first time I watched it. Yeah, yeah. It was it was great, uh, and I think. 
we both said, if nothing else, that elevated the episode from like a three or three point five to the four that we both ended up giving it. Yeah. Um. Uh. Do 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 Um. Ultimately, she gave it four glasses of room temperature milk. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, I never could get that out of my head. I was like, who the hell keeps a pitcher of warm milk out? What the hell? Um, yeah, she says, uh, I waffled a lot between rating this episode a 3.5 or a 4, and I also couldn't quite put my finger on why, um, which is kind of, I, I think you said it last week, too, and I had said it. Like I wanted, I it feel it. It's an odd episode because it feels like it should be a five. Yeah, but something's there's missing. There's just there's just something missing. Well, it's either missing or just something that I guess maybe maybe there's something that aggravates us at our core. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't know. Right, right. So, uh, but that's all we have for last week. As always, Darlene, thank you for your uh, your perspective um, as a as a first time viewer. Um, yes, definitely. I think it's good. To, I think it's also aside from that, um, kind of a female perspective. Yeah. Know? Well, yeah, we're getting, we're getting a two for one there. We're getting the female right. perspective and first time viewer perspective. So that's, that's right. pretty dope. Yeah. 100%. Um, so it's all about a sausage all- party up in this bitch normally. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so as always, please, uh, keep them coming and anyone else that's listening, um, or viewing, you know, we say it every week. Please reach out to us with your with your thoughts and opinions and comments, and uh, we will definitely address those. Yeah. Um, as long as so. they conform to our own, we will. I mean, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> nope. We'll even uh, we'll even read the. As oh yeah. We have before. We'll read the things that disagree with us, and it, you know, we'll try and explain why. You know, like with. I think the most recent one we had was with the Xander situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone had emailed and said, you know, they like Xander. They don't get why, you know, we we hate on him. And, you know, I was more than happy to take the time at the beginning of the episode like this to, to try and, you know, lay that out for, for someone and kind of, you know, uh, pinpoint where I personally am coming from on that. So. Yeah, and like we said, we also back in the day we loved Xander and then viewing right. it viewing it as we are now it's like oh he is he's a douche canoe he's he's bad he's not good yeah <laughs> he is not a good fella um, well i think he is so a good he, fella at his heart at his core but right he's definitely right. uh he definitely has shades of douchiness right um yeah so that's uh that's all we have for uh for um previous episodes so why don't we if you're ready oh i'm always ready baby put on our bikini bottoms okay thong of course okay okay and get ready to dive in okay to these dates and deets let's freaking do it i am in my thong speedo and ready to go so that we can fulfill your your opening words of us backstroking right into this episode. Let's fucking do it. As previously stated, we are revisiting Buffy the Vampire Slayer season three, episode 18, our 52nd episode of the series overall enemies. 
Our episode director this week is Regis Kimball, and our episode credited writer is Jane Espenson. Um, our original air date, and this is something I alluded to at the end of last week's episode, so I'll bring it up now. Our original air date was supposed to be April 27th, 1999. But one week prior, on April 20th, 1999, 18-year-old Eric Harris and 17-year-old Dylan Klebold killed 13 people and injured 24 others before killing themselves at Columbine High School in Littleton, Colorado. They did. Subsequently, the episode was pulled from airing uh, here in the States, and it eventually aired on September 20th, 1999, uh, a full two months after the season three finale. Yeah, especially mainly all because of a certain scene that occurs in, in in this episode, which was eerily timed, you know? Right. Um... Uh, yeah, it originally aired on the now defunct WB network. Um, our Nielsen rating for this episode episode episode, episode, this episode was, you by. <laughs> was 3.6 million households when it first aired, ranking it 93rd out of the 139 network primetime shows for the week. Uh, but because it didn't air um, in sequential order in sequential order. I wasn't able uh, to find out where it ranked um, uh, uh, in the WB's rankings sure. um, for when it aired. Um, so, uh, I, and I also think it, it's, I mean, that's a 3.6 million is quite a drop from uh, that's, I was gonna uh, say, our, that's quite a dip. Our standard four point plus, you know, million. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think, the fact that it aired two months after ended up airing two months after the season three finale. Um, yeah. I know. think a lot of people didn't, didn't see it coming and right. Didn't realize know. it was, it was out there, you know, yeah. um, it did air as a special Wednesday night, uh, Buffy event on an all um, new Buffy Wednesday on an all new Buffy Wednesday. Um, and at this time, Buffy was airing Tuesday nights. Right. Um, but yeah, I remember I'm, that vividly. I'm, Tuesdays, right? Yeah, all new WB Tuesday. <laughs> Buffy, the only show that keeps our network afloat. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, our regular cast, as always, includes Sarah Michelle Gellar as Buffy, Nicholas Brendan as Xander, Allison Hannigan as Willow, Charisma Carpenter as Cordelia, David Boreanaz as Angel, Seth Green as Oz, and Anthony Stewart Head as Giles. Our guest cast this week includes Christine Sutherland as Joyce Summers, Alexis Denisoff as Wesley Wyndham Price, Ethan Erickson as Percy West, Danny Strong as Jonathan Levinson, Larry Bagby as Larry Blisdell, Kareem Maleki Sanchez as Freddie Iverson, Justin Doran as Hogan Martin, Lauren Roman as Nancy Doyle, Wendy Worthington as the Lunch Lady, Robert R.C. as Mr. Beach, and Molly Bryant as Ms. Murray. Our episode synopsis this week reads, When Buffy acquires the ability to hear other people's thoughts, she uncovers a plot to massacre Sunnydale students, and the others race to find the killer. 
down in large lady land. Sorry. <laughs> hey, um, do you think it means something when you're an actor and they give your character the name of It of means your... you're an idiot and you can't remember your character's okay. name. Okay, I just wondered. That's why Tony Danza has always played characters named Tony. Yeah, well, we know we know he's only got a couple of firing brain cells, so. Right, yes. So, yeah. Okay, just curious. So, yeah. Uh, my uh, synopsis reads, A mouthless demon infects Buffy with the ability to hear everyone's thoughts, but what starts out as a useful power soon turns into a curse. <laughs> James. Yes, sir. Why don't you take us into the lukewarm opening? Uh, we open with our titular Slayer Buffy fighting two ugly, mouthless... Uh, um, they look... They're very reminiscent of the monsters from Go Fish. That's what I thought! I, that's uh, what I thought! Which we had previously stated in that episode were very reminiscent of the creature from the Black Lagoon design. Mm -hmm. um, she... Uh, she... Uh, pulls the old run and stumble uh, trick and uh, manages to kill one of them while the other one kind of skedaddles out of there. And we do a close zoom on Buffy's hand and we see some uh, glowing demon blood. I'm presuming it's demon blood um, on the back of her hand. And it kind of seems to disappear into her skin and we cut to, or we pan over to the dead demon, and we see the same glowing blood um, uh, oozing from the stab wound uh, Buffy gave him. And that is our cold open. Very short cold open this week. Very short cold open, because they, they shot sperm on our hero's hand, because that's what it looked like to me. Wow. Just saying. Uh, so we come back from what would have been our first commercial break, and we're at school in the library. Um, the gang's pretty much all there, and uh, Giles is explaining. Basically, Giles is explaining how they know nothing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. He's trying to make it sound as though they might be onto some things, but obviously they know nothing. Um, Wes comes in. Uh, he's late uh, to the meeting, and he also knows absolutely fucking nothing. Um, and uh, Giles is pretty happy with uh, making that abundantly clear that <laughs> even with the Watcher Council's uh, uh, help and, and, and resources, Wes is equally in the dark. <laughs> uh, we do see, uh, we do cut, at the very end of that scene, we cut to Buffy who's just scratching the shit out of her hand where that sperm had been shot on her. And she's still traumatized by being spermed on by this nasty demon. Uh, then we cut to the halls, and Willow and Buffy are walking, and they're, they're basically talking about Angel and, that, and the whole uh, melodramatic situation from last week that I hated. Um... And Buffy's still in her all up in her feels, which, I mean, being all up in your feels is fine, but as I alluded to last week, I feel like this is just more of the same nonsense of 
unnecessary, you know, stuff. She Angel did everything she wanted him to do, and now, you know, she's, like, shitting on him for it. So that just drives me crazy. Um, and we see um, basketball group come walking in. They're at Willow's locker now, and the uh, the kid from last week that Willow has been uh, uh, tutoring, he comes up and he's like, you know, hey, I'm, can we meet, you know, what did he say? He wasn't going to be available after school, so can we meet after fifth period? During, or, during fifth period. Yeah, yeah, during fifth period instead, and Willow's like, sure. And, and we meet this new guy, Hogan, who's like, I guess, supposed to be like, you know, Michael Jordan or something. He's so great at basketball and and blah 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 and and um, Willow's like you know she's gonna go to the game and er- everybody's gonna go to the game except Buffy because she has to patrol. So um, I'm like, don't worry, Buffy. It's high school basketball. You're not missing anything. <laughs> um, then we cut to uh, Giles' office and. Uh, Buffy's back. I'm, I'm going to assume this is a you know a little bit later in the day. They don't they don't make it clear, but it's it's a little bit later in the day, and uh, Buffy's in there in Giles' office, and uh, they're they're discussing this demon thing again, and she's just scratching the shit out of her hand. You can see how like red and and irritated it is, and uh, uh, Giles finds in a in a tome. He finds uh, where it says something along the lines of uh, being being touched by this blood or whatever can give you will bring you a, give that person an, an aspect of the demon, the demon. And she's like, "What?" You know, she's freaking the fuck out. Like, she's I'm gonna grow horns or I'm gonna <laughs> get these crazy like claws or teeth or you know, she's she's legit freaking out. And he's trying to you know. Calm, calm the situation down, and he's like, "Well, we we don't know anything yet, you know. Just let's not let's not go freaking out. Basically, let's wait and see, and let's do some more research." And so, um, we cut to beautiful Cordelia. I love Cordelia. Uh, cheerleading, and it's a big pep rally outside in the uh, what do you call that? The quad. The quad, yeah. Courtyard. And courtyard, quad, whatever. Yeah. And there's a big pep rally for the b-ball team, and they're spelling out this uh, Hogan guy's name. Hulk Hogan, it is. By the way, it's Hulk Hogan. It, it is Hulk Hogan. Yeah, it's literally him. Like, he, he runs out, and he's like, he's like we're going to score so many hoops, brother. <laughs> Let me tell you something, brother. And he's got Mean Gene Okerlund with him. It's really weird. Right. Um. Yeah. But yeah, they're a big pep rally. Um, Macho man's playing point guard. Yeah, he jumps off the top of that wall in the quad and just drops an elbow on somebody. It's really weird. It's like a teenage. It's like a teenage cheerleader. He does that too. It's really strange. Hogan. Then Hogan gives Cordy the big leg drop. <laughs> yeah, but she moves at the last minute and pins him. So yeah. Uh. <laughs> Uh, so Buffy's still freaking out. She kind of goes off to the side and is talking to Willow again, and and she's still freaking out about you know the horn. Like she's just freaking. She doesn't know what this getting an aspect of the demon's going to mean. And Willow's basically trying to calm her down, tell her everything's fine. You know, it's it's 
nothing to freak out about. We don't we you know don't know anything for sure yet. And um, we get a little we get a little uh, little shot of Xander's uh, uh, jealousy. Uh, he sees Wes walking up the steps and looking down. He's like, he's looking at Cordy, my my Cordy. He says, after talking about how he, she, you know, <laughs> he's totally not into her. And uh, so yeah, it's it's just more Xanderness. Um, then we uh, we cut to Buffy that night uh, during the game. Everybody's at the game except her. She's she's out walking the streets patrolling. Now I, I wanted to ask you something. Do you, yes, sir. Do you do you find it? Have you noticed how like there seems to be no? What am I? What? How am I looking to say this? There there doesn't seem to be much concern or fear amongst the Scoobies about the fact that they have a rogue slayer in town who would, <laughs> who would like to kill them all. It, I mean, it's just it's kind of an extension of what I I had kind of complained about you know a few episodes ago where like the the whole like faith killed a guy and doesn't seem to care thing was almost being played off as like a joke. Well, yeah, it was kind of like anchor man. They're just like, wow, Brick killed a guy, (laughs) you know, do you have a, do you you have a trident? (laughs) (laughs) And, and yeah. And now like, you know, the literally the only talk of faith in this episode is, when Giles like, well, at least Faith's treachery has been revealed now, and Buffy like being all salty that you know Angel kissed Faith, right? Like, which she asked she him to told do. him to do, yeah. Like, you know, like, you know. So, um, I I give that situation like the Buffy Angel situation and her being angsty about it. I give it leeway, it, it, to the extent that like. She's she's a seventeen year old high school girl. Like, yeah, you know, fair enough. What she says and what she means and what she does are, are, I was gonna say are three different things, but, um, for a seventeen year old high school girl, that's actually like five different things. Bro, for a forty <laughs> for a for a forty seven year old woman, that's pretty standard operating. <laughs> <laughs> so let's be real. So I give her like I give that like that situation doesn't irritate me like it like it irritates you. I guess um, I mean, I'm being a little unfair there. I guess I I always forget that her character is, a, you know, a 17 year old. Is she is she wait is she 18 yet? She's not 18. Yet. Okay, still I mean it wouldn't matter. I'm just saying. Um, yeah, I should really take that into consideration. I guess. You know. Um. But and then yeah. We, so so yeah like i in this I, throughout this episode i was kind of like like shouldn't we be like taking this faith situation a little bit more like there should be some more concern yeah like she's made it here. clear she hates hates all of the scoobies and right she and, could easily kill all any of them you know except right. buffy well like, and on top of that like they know that the the mayor knows that they're onto him. Right. Like that's like, that's, that's like double down on like shit. The faith is a real danger to us right now. Yeah. Like, shouldn't there at least, shouldn't they have at least said, Hey, let's have a little rule where, um, how about nobody, nobody goes anywhere alone. How about we have, have, you know, 
I'm sorry. I was just looking around and I realized how goofy I must look to the people viewing. But I literally am just realizing that the walls I thought were off white in this room are actually a very light mint green. Really? You know what they look like to me on camera? For, they're probably dark. Like, yeah, they just look kind of dark. They look gray. Yeah, my camera's yeah. kind of dark. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so. But, but, at, at least yeah, set up a thing where, hey, let's everything the buddy system, you know. Yeah, uh, I don't. Everybody's just going about their their lives and their days like normal. Where, I mean, they could just walk out of school alone or whatever, and and Faith could just be standing there and be like, "Ha, I'm gonna kill you." And what are they gonna do? You know. Right. Right. I don't. It. I'm gonna like defer back to something you said earlier in in this episode um uh about um uh shit i forgot exactly what you said now i didn't say anything about shit no 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 no. (laughs) but it was it was basically about um uh the writers potentially not knowing exactly what they wanted to do with yeah yeah when they brought faith in Mm -hmm. and i feel like i feel like this issue that we're discussing right now is a direct result of that. Yeah. You know, like, like faith should be being hyped up as a much larger threat and problem than what they're currently doing. Yeah. And the mayor too. Right. Right. You know, so, so yeah, I, yeah, that's a very long winded way of saying, yes, I agree with you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's why we have the show. It's supposed to be long winded. Um, but yeah, I just I just found that strange. Um, I'm just saying, like in a realistic perspective, where it me, I'd be like, I'm not going to fucking anywhere alone, or at least without some type of fucking weaponry. Like I'm giving everybody gats, and I'm like, listen, she's a slayer, but you can still shoot the bitch. So you know, one hundred percent. Even if I'm Buffy, even yeah. if I'm Buffy, like you know what, I might be a little salty over what happened with Angel last week right now even though it was of my own doing but guess what i'm i'm gonna keep that motherfucker by my side right right now because he he, i stand the best chance of survival if faith attacks with him right oh well i just wondered if i was the only one that that kind of was like okay that's strange but uh so uh Anyway, Buffy, Buffy, it's that night, and Buffy is not at the game. She's uh, patrolling, or seemingly patrolling. She's really just kind of meandering down the road at night. <laughs> Doesn't really seem like she's, like, super investigating, but um, so she's doing her thing, and she's still clearly kind of wigged out by the whole aspect of the demon thing that might be coming, and, and then uh, she hears a noise, and she's just like... the hell there's that again what is that fuck i don't even understand why that keeps happening oh it's because it's angel maybe i thought maybe when i moved out of the old house that would stop obviously it's coming it's coming from the interwebs it's coming it's a ghost in the interwebs uh i wasn't sure i i had convinced myself prior to recording that you weren't gonna play that in this scene, mm-hmm. 
uh, when Angel first shows up, and you are instead gonna play it in the beatdown scene. Yeah, in later in the episode, in yeah. the beatdown scene. Had I had I uh, used my brain and thought of that, you would probably be right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's it's Angel. He comes out of literally nowhere, and she actually comments on that. She's like, "Well, yeah, obviously I didn't see you, so obviously you're there." And uh, but yeah, he's just like. He's basically just like, hey, you know, I just, I'm just trying to protect you. I'm, I'm, you know, she, and she's all like, well, are you tracking me or are you tracking Faith? And he's like, the fuck, <laughs> I have no interest in Faith. I did that all for you. I'm tracking you, okay? And I'm like, sorry, Angel. You know, you're just gonna, you're the one. You're the 243 year old banging a 17 year old <laughs> high schooler. You, you set yourself right. up for this. Not even like not even banging her. Like you can't, oh, yeah. you can't bang her. Banged, you know. Right. Like you're literally just like Now you're just torturing dog. yourself at this point. Right. You're just puppy dogging around the seventeen year old high school girl. Yeah, so you're like, gonna have to deal with her uh right. wacky you, mood swings. You get what you get, pal. Yep. And she's so, I Meanwhile mean, he could he could he could have had faith. Yeah, but I don't want to sound like a sexist pig, but I normally do anyway. But I've always heard the saying, you don't put your dick in crazy. Right. But. But it is Eliza Dushku, so I might be able to. <laughs> I might be able to go ahead. Right. <laughs> but, you know, or he could still be evil and hooking up with Drew. Eh, and you know me, she... I never liked Drew. Right, but she's she's way more batshit than Faith. So oh, yeah. imagine how good that sex is. Oh, Drew, Drew, as I've said many times, is like legit fucking batshit crazy peanut butter and jelly. You know, she's she's right. she is gone. So imagine but, how good that sex is. Yeah, true, true. But I guess we'll never know, James. We'll never know. Sadly. Anyway, uh. So yeah, they they can they finish their talk and they're they're it's a little better, I guess, but it's pretty clear that we're still in this holding pattern of, you know, Buffy's all up in her feels and Angel's just like it's clear that Angel doesn't understand at all. He doesn't he doesn't get it at all because he's just like, you know, I just did what you wanted me to do and you know whatever and she's like yes but i'm a girl i'm allowed to freak about everything <laughs> so, so he's just like okay i guess i'll just be over here let me know if we get back to normal Mm-mm. and that's that scene and the next day we're at school and what's happening james what is happening what's happening uh <laughs> oh uh, they're um Faith or not faith? Faith. <laughs> I got huh? faith. I got faith on the brain. Yeah. Um, that's another thing. Like spoiler alert. Like to kind of go back to like the why isn't why aren't they more concerned? She's not. She's not in this episode at all. I know. Like spoiler alert for anybody listening yeah. that hasn't watched. She's not in this episode at all. Massive like, reveal last week. Massive stakes now. Now out there and they're just like well we don't need her this week it's right. like uh yeah you do like um, i i talked about this before like part of the problem with faith's heel turn is that there wasn't enough faith 
in in the show leading, leading up, up to, to that. It. Yep. And now, like, she's made this heel turn. It it's been revealed to the Scoobies, and now she's just nowhere to be found yeah. again. Yeah. Like, and they literally know, oh no, they don't. I was gonna say they literally know where she lives, but no, they don't. Right. They right. think they know where she lives, but she's in that dope ass apartment that the that mayor gave the her. Mayor. Right. Mayor Wilkins. Um <laughs> So yeah, we're the next day at uh, at Sunnydale High, and uh, um, Willow, Oz, and Xander are talking about how uh, how great the basketball game last night was, and um, they Willow shushes them as Buffy approaches, and um, they're like, oh, you know, it, it the game wasn't that good, you know, blah blah blah, and of course. Cordelia is nearby and hears them and she's like, what are you talking about? It was a fantastic game. You know, we, you know, I've never cheered so hard in my life. Um, I've still got knee marks on my back. And I was like, you slut. <laughs> I was like, woohoo. <laughs> and then you were like, oh, but they weren't my knee marks. <laughs> and then I cried myself to sleep that night. Yeah. Um, so yeah so cordy's like oh it's a great game blah 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 um and then she leaves and xander watches her you know over talking to some of her friends and he he uh uh wonders to himself you know if her and Wesley have, have kissed and Buffy uh, is like, you know, it really bothers you, doesn't it? And he's like, what? And she's like, um, the idea of Wesley and Cordelia kissing. And Xander's like, you, you read my mind. And Buffy kind of gets this look on her face like, huh? Um, so then we cut to Buffy heading down a hallway and she bumps into a teacher, Mr. Beach, and, um, they have a brief exchange and then she hears him, uh, think to himself that, uh, if they could just get rid of all the students, school would be great. <laughs> um, and as she continues down the hallway, she proceeds to hear other thoughts. Um, she hears a boy talking, thinking to himself about how attractive she is. And at first she's kind of flattered. And then he, he Joss Whedon's it. And he's like, I just want to shove her against a locker. And then she like scurries off. Yeah. Um, uh, she ends up I just in want the to shove her against a locker and make her play Pokemon with me. And right. she's like, oh, huh? Right. Um, <laughs> 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 so she ends up in the library with Giles. And he's skeptical of, at first. Until she starts repeating back to him the things he's thinking. Um, and 
he realizes that the demons were telepathic and that's why they don't have mouths and that must be the aspect of the demon that Buffy has gotten um so then we cut to English class and Buffy uh reads Nancy's mind and she starts rattling off everything Nancy is thinking about Othello, which is the topic of discussion in the English class, um, to, uh, to in, impress the teacher and the rest of the class. Um, and then she proceeds to read the teacher's mind um, to get information from her that she then recycles to the teacher to impress the teacher. Um, and she also hears Willow and Xander's surprise that Buffy actually did the reading <laughs> and the homework. Yeah, and Xander's like, was I supposed to do the reading? <laughs> right. Um, Willow's also surprised that Buffy understood the reading. Um, I was like, wow, that kind of, wow. Right? Like, that right? should have been like a mate. Like, wait a minute, you, th- that's how you feel about me? You think right, I'm that like, dumb? Right, like, Buffy totally should have been like, you think I'm stupid? Yeah. <laughs> like, I get it that you would think I wouldn't do the reading and, and all that, but, but you think that if I did do up, the reading that I'm just straight up stupid? <laughs> right, and wouldn't understand it? Right. Like, come on. Um, uh, Xander, of course, has some inappropriate thoughts about the teacher. Um, Very Joss Whedon thoughts. Yeah. Uh, And uh, she also hears Freddie Iverson's uh, thoughts about how the other students uh, are dumb and just need attention. Um, Joss actually wrote this scene. I have no doubt. He wrote, yeah, he wrote this scene and uh, one other scene in this episode. Um, Color me completely unsurprised. So then we cut to the mansion and Buffy is talking to Angel, trying to use her newfound uh, powers of... Uh, mind reading on him and she's she asked, did almost fry him when she came in she did she yeah, literally yeah. almost fried him when she came in because he was like right by the the opening or whatever and he's got he has like huge blankets or, or uh curtains or whatever blocking you know the sun and everything and she just walks in and that like you just see smoke come off of him he's like oh <laughs> um and uh so she's asking him leading questions about faith and, and what everything that happened, you know, last in last week's episode. And, um, you can tell like he, like he, he, he almost immediately senses what's going on. And, uh, um, he tells her, you know, you can't get inside my mind. And she's like, uh, and she's like, can't I? And then she shows him one nipple. Right. And he's like, okay, um, you're in my mind. <laughs> and she's like, at first she tries to play dumb 
And then she's like, why not? <laughs> yeah. And he basically, he says to her, what does he say? I kind of liked this line, well, even though it's like complete bullshit. Yeah. He it, says it's but, like, it's like um, the mirror that right, just like right. you can't see my reflection in the mirror. I don't reflect right. in your, in your mind either, your yeah. brain either. Yeah. Yeah. He said it's like, it's like the mirror, the, the thoughts are there, but they don't reflect in your mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I liked it. It's a good line. Like, but I it, swear now, temp, now correct me if I'm wrong. But later on, either in Buffy or Angel, aren't there aren't there instances of people getting into the mind of a vampire? I well, not I, that I recall. I, think, I I honestly don't remember. Think of Lorne and his gift. So we don't have to go into it because it's that's major. Right, that's major spoilers and out in the weeds, right, and, but and major down the line. Yeah, um, but we can discuss briefly when we're when we shut shut down. Yeah. Um. Uh, where was I? Um. So. Uh, so yeah, he's like, you know, you can't read my mind, and then he he's like, you know, don't don't play games with me like ever you know it's it's not necessary let's just have a a fucking adult conversation about whatever you want to talk about you know she's like no i'm 17 i have to play games and he's like well (laughs) she she almost basically kind of does say that yeah and he's like well okay fair enough um so uh so they do end up having a uh actual conversation about what happened last week and um you know he basically tells her you know he's you know he's dated dozens of bad girls and over his lifetime and like faith and he's he's over it he has no interest in that anymore you know and he's you know tells her that in his 243 years he's only ever loved one person and of course it's her she's like me and he's like no drusilla right and he's right. like oh she's oh. like, she's like it, it, that's me right and he's like no it, it was darla and then he's like all right i'm lying it was actually spike <laughs> um he was like you don't know this but he was he was quite the poet before he and... was turned Hung. Hung. Like an Arabian stallion. Right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he reassures her that, you know, she's the only girl he's ever loved. And um, he also kind of gives her a warning that, you know, um, you know, the mind, th- this new power could have its drawbacks. He's like, you know, there's, you know, what does he say? He's something. Um, sometimes, some sometimes things that are great can hurt you, basically. Or something like right. And she's like, you know, like immortality. And he's like, yeah, I'm dying to get rid of that. Yeah. <laughs> and and she's like, oh, she's she says something like, oh, you're funny. And he's he's like complete deadpan. Like I loved it. He's like complete deadpan, stoic face looks at her and he's like i'm a funny guy yeah yeah well it kind of reminds me of 
I don't remember if it was earlier or if this is coming up where where uh, Xander says to Oz, he's like, you almost made a facial expression. And Oz was, was like, the- Oz was like, well, I considered it. It's, it was when they were talking about how great the basketball game yeah, was. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, Xander was like, yeah, you almost had an expression. Yeah. And Oz was like, I thought about it. Yeah, I did. Well, no, he goes, to be fair, I did think about it. <laughs> um, and then we cut back to Sunnydale High. And what's happening there? Well, we're in the library. And you know what's happening. Massive orgy. There are clothes everywhere. There's disco balls. There's fucking Coke on several different tables just everywhere. Fucking, they're just doing rails of Coke and fucking, it's crazy, dude. It's crazy. I mean, considering this was on the WB, the hardcore penetration they were showing was shocking, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really was. Meanwhile, there's also a fire. Oh, of course. There's always a fire. There's always a fire. I mean, that's they're pretty much the Scoobs are pretty much used to that now. Um, <laughs> Principal Snyder comes running in and he's like, "What's happening?" And he just starts taking his clothes off. And he's like, "I'm getting in on this." And they're all like, "No, don't take them off." And he takes them off, and he has hung like a fucking horse, dude. Snyder is. <laughs> I, I was just thinking about how the pot our podcast not the Buffy show itself, but our podcast is kind of like how, uh, in house, like they always think like it, it might be lupus, Mm -hmm. but it's never lupus. And we're, we always talk about how there's a fire, but there's never a fire. Right. (laughs) There's never a fire. Oh, there wasn't that one episode though. Remember, uh, I think it was season one. There was some, there was a fire. I don't, I don't remember which one, but I do remember we had to be like, no, there is actually a fire. <laughs> yeah, we had to we had to really make sure that everybody knew we weren't fucking around. Like, no, 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 there, this was a legit fire. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, they're in the library, and the whole gang is there. Everybody's there, and Buffy is um, coming clean, basically telling everybody what the aspect is that she can now read minds. And, um, of course, all Xander's thinking of is different things to do with sex. And and Buffy being nude and things like that. And, and at one point she looks at him and she goes, Gee, Xander, is that all you think about? And he's like, No, I'm leaving. And he just runs, <laughs> he just runs out of the library. And, yeah. um, but yeah, she's, she's basically hearing all their thoughts, you know, randomly and, they're kind of West leaves because he's thinking about Cordelia and how he's a, a bad, bad man. And like basically one at a time, they're all kind of leaving. And then Buffy's like, don't, don't you don't need to leave. I'm, I'm going to leave. I'm getting a headache. So she, uh, she flips them all off and she leaves and she's like, fuck you bitches. I'm out. And they're all like, wow, that escalated. Um, we go out into the halls, and now this power seems to be getting stronger because the thoughts are coming from everyone around her. And, I mean, it's just boom, 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 one after another. It's just all kinds of just, you know, people's random thoughts, but they're all just smashing into her brain. And and she she hears that thought again of, but just get rid of all the students. It's that, it's, it'd be that easy. 
And she's like, fuck. So she just like, she get, she just bails. She just runs out. Um, tries to get out of that area where all the people are. And um, then we cut to Giles' office and him and Wes, they're, they're doing um, research on this whole thing still, obviously, about the the aspect, how maybe they can get rid of it, you know, what it, what it means, et cetera, et cetera. And they discover that it happened to a man in Ecuador. Um, which I'm like, wait, what are they reading exactly? Like, did someone, like, they're just like, oh, by the way, there's this guy in Ecuador who got spermed on by a mouthless demon. And, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I, I don't know. Anyway. They're reading this in some type of book. I guess it's called Shit We Need to Find Out, Volume 2. <laughs> um, and so it happened to this man in Ecuador. And uh, I presumed it was some sort of watcher. Uh, but we've already established that they're horrible. Like, the watchers are horrible at their jobs. You know what I mean? Because... Okay, like all the research and things that they always have to do in this show, it's like from tomes and things that were like ancient tomes and things that were written by other people. You know what I mean? It's like it's never like, well, let right. me check the Watcher Chronicles or let me, you know, log into our database. or It's because it's, they don't have it. There's only like 11 people that work for the Watchers, <laughs> and they're all dickheads except for Giles, you know? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but anyway... Um, so Giles is like, yeah, here this, it happened to this guy in Ecuador and he's like, but we can't contact him. And, and, um, Wes is like, why is he dead? And, uh, Giles says, no, he's in complete isolation because he can't shut the power off. And I'm like, well, just pull the fuse. Everybody knows how to shut the power off. <laughs> and just go to the, just go, just go to the, go to the electrical box and flip the fucking switch. Yeah. Jesus. What the fuck? What are you stupid? Well, I mean, God, it's, ugh. but yeah, so apparently this guy had to go somewhere far off and isolate himself so that he didn't lose his shit, I guess. I want um, to talk about a couple of things real quick before you go on. No, sorry, that, sorry, sorry. I can't do that. That uh, you didn't touch on um, in the library scene. And I'm a little bit surprised. One, Oz's thoughts throughout the <laughs> yeah. scene. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That Buffy keeps hearing. Yeah. He's he's literally waxing philosophical so hard. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's funny, but at the same time, I was watching it and I was like, this is exactly what I presume is going on in Oz's head all the time. Yeah. Like all like always. Go ahead. Right. Cause he's like he's like if 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 I if I I exist because of my thoughts and Buffy and Buffy has my thoughts. Do I cease to exist? Is Buffy me? <laughs> is Buffy me? Yeah. And then like later on you hear what he's thinking and he's like, if we think therefore we are, is Buffy all of us? <laughs> Cause she has all of our thoughts. Yeah. And she just keeps looking over at him like this guy's so fucking weird. <laughs> She's, I'm like, I'm literally, I was like, I was like, it's hysterical for one, but also I was like, this is exactly what I feel like is going on in Oz's head all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the other, the other one I wanted to touch on was, um, uh, Willow's 
Willow's concern over um, Buffy not needing her anymore because, you know, she can... I brushed over it because it doesn't become a... No, I, 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 I understand why you did it. I just... There, there, there are two aspects uh, that I just kind of wanted to touch on briefly. Yeah. Um, mainly because the <laughs> the Oz thing was just, the Oz thing was hilarious. Was so funny and also so perfectly Oz. Yeah. Um, and the Willow thing, just because I kind of feel like I feel like Willow and Xander's reactions to this would kind of be like the two standard reactions. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Like kind of like, which we kind of saw in Wesley too, kind of like the immediate, like I need to be out of vicinity of this because I have no appropriate. I have too many thoughts. I don't want people to know about because they're not appropriate. Right. Or, and then alternatively willows, like I need to be away from this because if, it worries me that this person won't need me, you know, to because now they know everything. Right. Now they know. can just read everyone's minds and Right. Right. So yeah, I just wanted to just wanted to It's like wow, Willow, on. do you have to make this about you? Yeah. What Go. a bitch. Go. Always about you, Willow. <laughs> uh, anyway. You may proceed. Sorry. Thank you, sir. Uh, we now cut to the lunchroom and Buffy's in line getting some food and this shit's getting worse. Like not only it seems, it seems like she's not just getting like, like, like the power is getting to the point where it's widening and she, like she's getting tons of shit. That's not even from people that are in the lunchroom. It's, it's just coming from everywhere and it's coming faster and it's louder in her head and it's, you know, it's it's got to be that's got to be so fucked up. Um, right, it's pounding her fast and hard. Whoa! What? What? Huh? But, sorry, sorry. Oh. Uh, mm. James got overwhelmed there. <laughs> uh, and then she he- and she's kind of staggering around, you know, and and she hears a thought that I'll kill you all tomorrow. I'll kill you all. And she at that point she drops her tray. And, of course, all the students do the clapping thing and, you know, oh, good job, dipshit. And she's just like, and falls over, out, passed out, KO'd. And um, we cut to a blurry, a blurry shot, and it's her opening her eyes, and she's now outside. Um, apparently, the gang had... Uh, come to her rescue and decided let's she fell down and, and clearly smacked her fucking head on a marble floor. Let's move her. Mm. Let's let's immediately the first thing we do, let's move her. And Cordy even says that. She goes, I told him not to move you. They probably severed your spinal cord. And this is while Buffy's getting up, she says this. <laughs> Buffy's like, yes, I am definitely a quadriplegic now. Um <laughs> So the shit's still raging in her head, and she's like, she tells him, you know, I heard somebody in there is is planning to kill everyone tomorrow. Like they said, I'll kill you all. And they're like, you know, they said, I'll kill you all tomorrow. And and they're like, okay, was it a male voice, voice or a female voice? And she's like, well, I couldn't tell. And I'm like, wait a minute. Up to this point, 
you could tell you can clearly tell every what's coming from a boy, what's coming from a girl, and us as the audience can clearly tell that. But now all of a sudden she couldn't tell. So it could be anyone, literally anyone. And uh Giles is Giles is like, I'm taking you home. This is this is overloading your circuits. And okay, she's like, okay, but and she's like tells the rest of the scoobs, you know, you've got to search for you've got to find the killer by tomorrow, you know. We've got to stop this. Do whatever you have to do to find him. And and then she's asking Giles as as he's leading her away, like, am I gonna be okay? You know, blah, blah, blah. And one of his thoughts is that if they don't get this shut off, she's gonna go insane. And she's like, Oh fuck me. <laughs> and so yeah, he uh he takes her on home and the scoobs, I guess, are gonna get to work on trying to find this killer. Now, let me ask you a question. Yes, sir. As a former high schooler and teenager, how when you were in school, how many people do you think, on average, thought at least once a day, I'm going to kill every motherfucker in this school? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Or at least I'm going to kill that person, or God, I want to kill that person, or that kind. You know what I'm saying? Like... How yeah, how was how was this like the only one she heard of after going you know being in school all day? This is the first person she heard think something like, "I want to murder all of you." I okay, mean, well, thank you for that in-depth analysis. Well, I mean, uh, <laughs> I don't know, like, I don't know. I I'm just saying, like, on a, I would imagine on average. If you if someone really was able to read someone's thoughts or read people's thoughts that and they were in a high school, they would probably hear that thought fifty times a day. Uh, you know, luckily guess, it's mostly not I acted guess, upon. But I guess maybe like I'm not disagreeing with you, but I guess maybe it's harder for me to quantify a number because I don't recall ever myself having that thought well no i didn't either even though so, i didn't but, like school but i'm saying you know that that there are you know <laughs> you know what i mean right. i mean right i don't know i just i would think that it wouldn't be all that shocking to hear someone think that but you know i guess it's good she did take it seriously but um i don't know i just don't know that i i'm saying i guess what i'm saying is i don't know that it, had I been in that position, if I had, if if I would have taken it all that seriously, I would have been like, "Oh well, that's probably you know, five out of ten kids in here have that thought at some point today." So, or right. Well, and I mean that is something that's brought up in this scene. Like they ask her, they're like, "Are you sure they? Are you sure it was serious?" Like, you know, because even Xander's like, "Come on, who hasn't idly thought about?" Yeah, you know taking out a bunch of people with, <laughs> he goes a with a semi-automatic and they all look at him and he's like, uh, <laughs> I said idly, yeah. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, you're right. Um, but I don't know. I guess I didn't, I guess I didn't think too much of it because well, it, I think it plays into, it plays into the, the uh, idea that Buffy is, you know, the the consummate hero. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know I just, I'm like, not I trying to overthink think, it. I just, I felt like, 
I don't think her reaction would have been any different if she had heard one person think it or 15 people think it. I think she would have been, I think if she had heard 15 people think it, she still would have been like, we need to figure out who these 15 people are. We need to find all 15 of these people and beat them severely. (laughs) And figure out what they're planning, if they're planning anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. I just, I don't know. Like I said, I think I was just taking it from my own perspective. Like, I definitely, and I guess that's why I'm not a superhero, because I would have been like, oh, (laughs) fuck me. That's the eighth time I've heard that in the last 15 minutes. You know, I wouldn't even have thought about it. I would have just been like, get me the fuck out of here. These people's thoughts are driving me crazy. But anyway, uh we cut to the library, and Willow is Willow's uh, in charge, buddy. She's uh, breaking everything down to the Scoobs and, you know, what they're going to do. And, you know, she doesn't go into real specifics yet, but she's kind of – she's obviously saying, you know, we're, we're going to find this motherfucker. We have to, you know, for Buffy's sake and for our – possibly our own sake. We have until lunchtime tomorrow, so let's get to work, fuckers. And they're all like, yes, master, yes, master. Hmm. And then she hits them all with a stick. And <laughs> it was strange, but I was kind of okay with it because it's Willow, you know. Um, Yeah, it's a very brief scene. And then we cut to, oh, do I love this scene. We cut to Buffy's house. Giles <laughs> has now got her home, obviously. And um, mom's got her in bed. Some comfy pajamas <laughs> got her all you know, comfy in bed and bringing her pillows and sh- shit. And sh- it's obvious that mom is being kind of shifty. Um, she's not wanting to stay in close proximity to Buffy that much. She's going and getting her pillows. She's going or getting her extra blankets. She's like, hey, you want some soup? How about some chicken and stars? And Buffy kind of realizes what's happening. And she's like, what are you doing? Why don't you want to be near me? And all of a sudden she raises up and stares at her, and she says, you had sex with Giles on a cop car twice? <laughs> and <laughs> Joyce is, like, clearly mortified, and she's like, it was it was the candy, and, and it was, you know, it's from, what what was the name of it? Hard Candy? Was that the name of the episode? <laughs> Band Candy. Band Candy, that was it. And, um, sorry, that was, Hard Candy was an album by Counting Crows that I like. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, so she's mortified. Buffy's mortified. Um, and she quickly uh, exits stage left. And Buffy's just like, the fuck. Wait a minute. Do you think mom Do you think mom could be pregnant with Giles? Giles? Sperm? I mean, sperm. <laughs> she's pregnant with his sperm. His, uh, uh. Hellion? No, because Band Candy was like a year ago at this point. Oh, was it that long ago? Yeah, because that was Band Candy was season two. Oh, that's oh, you're right. Was it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Hold on. I, I no, I believe you. You're Let usually you're, you're usually good on those things, so mm-hmm. I believe you. you wow, you it go- doesn't seem like it's been that long. Okay. Well, anyway, you go ahead and continue. I'll uh, I'll look. Uh, so we cut back to the library, and Willow is now assigning um, each person 
basically screw. Oh no, I'm wrong. Band candy was this season. Okay. Band candy was this season. Okay. So it is possible that mom could be knocked up. I think she would be showing by now. Well, maybe she had an abortion. <laughs> okay. So anyway, Willow is assigning everyone. She's giving them basically scripts. Um, she wants everybody to talk to certain people and under the guise of that it's for the yearbook or that it's for, you know, a story or whatever. And um, she's like, you know, stick to the script, you know, ask them nonchalantly and, and no one should be any of the wiser. And uh, at one point, and when she's done explaining everything to him, she's like, all right, let's go, people. Come on. And they're all like, whoa. And Oz is like, ooh, I like this side of Willow. And uh, she winks at him. No, I'm just kidding. That happened. Um, so we immediately see that Willow is up first, and she has Jonathan. And he's in a chair, and she's doing a pretty good uh, – you know, CSI <laughs> Miami <laughs> interrogation of of poor little Jonathan. And um he's just he's just sitting there like and he's answering her questions like, Yeah, and I guess and okay and just long story short, she pretty much decides, Okay, it's not Jonathan. And then we cut to Oz. Now we're gonna have a lot of cuts here and I'll just I'll just go through them um Fairly quickly, it's we're going to cut around to the Scoobies talking to different uh, students. So we cut to Oz, who's talking to the basketball star dude, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> and he's asking him questions, you know, like, do, is it hard to live up to the expectations? And do you feel, uh, you know, pressure and blah, 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 that kind of stuff. And um, Hogan's like... He gives it, he's like, yeah, I guess a little bit. And he's like, is that the right answer? Because I want to be right on this. And <laughs> So I was clearly not Hogan. Uh, Cordy <laughs> goes to talk to, what's his, Mr. Beach? Is that his name, mm-hmm. Beecher? Beecher? Yeah, Mr. Beach. Beach. She goes to talk to Mr. Beach, and she's like, hey, I just wondered if you were planning on killing everyone tomorrow. She just, because <laughs> it's Cordy, you know how she is. And uh, she's like, it's for the yearbook. <laughs> And uh, we don't hear his answer, but obviously it's not Mr. Beach. Um, although he is sharpening a knife when she comes in there to ask him that. So, yeah. I don't know. Maybe he is a killer. Um, Xander is questioning three, you know, quote-unquote hot chicks. And basically just so he can talk to three hot chicks. Because um, he's asking him stuff. Oh, gosh, what? I forget exactly what he says, what question he gives to him, but do you remember? What, what's, like, what's your perfect date night? Yeah, um, yeah, like, what's your perfect date night, like, shit like that. So, yeah. so Xander, once again, is being zero help in, the, in, in, in a time of need. <laughs> um, so, obviously, it's not any of those girls. Um, then we see Oz. He's going to, which we forgot to speak about this Freddie Iverson guy earlier. I guess I sh- should, or no, you had that scene in English class. Yeah, I mentioned him. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, I must have been ignoring well, you at that About point. how Buffy Buffy heard his thoughts about how all the other kids are idiots and they're oh, okay. just seeking attention. I must have been ignoring you at that point. Um, you usually do. <laughs> Oz is now 
going. Freddie Iverson, student Freddie Iverson, has his own fucking office, by the way, in school. Well, he's he's a, the, he's a he's very the important editor, editor, editor of the paper. Yeah, he's the editor of the school newspaper. Yeah, but I don't think, I don't think, yeah. I, I, I anyway, anyway. My school, my school had a newspaper office. I don't think ours. I don't think mine did. I really. I don't even know if mine had a newspaper. To be quite honest, <laughs> on it, like really, I don't. I don't think they did. Anyway, um, so Oz goes to Freddie's office, but it's lo- He's he's not there, but we see he's actually hiding under the desk. So we're like, hmm. And we then we cut to Buffy's um, house that night, and she's at her window at this point. Um, looking out of her window, and now she's being able to hear the thoughts um, coming from like all over her neighborhood. She's hearing neighbors' thoughts everywhere, and it's again the power is continuing to grow. And she's just like fuck, and she closes the window, and she gets back in her bed, and she's just kind of uh, covering her ears and just like ah, get out of my fucking head, and. Then we, I don't know. We cut. We cut back to the library, and Giles and Wes are making a potion. Um, which maybe I missed it, but at some point, did they say where, when, how, or why they found? No. Okay. It just that's all of a sudden they're making a potion. Oh, we know the cure. We're making a potion. Well, Giles does say in this scene because because Wesley says something to him and. And Giles does say that uh, um, they they have no idea if this solution is going to work. That's true. They do say that. So, but anyway, they have come I, but, up with a potion idea. Only, yeah, that's the only uh, the only thing they really say about it. Yeah, and um, Giles, you know, he's like, okay, but we still need the heart of that second demon that got away from Buffy. And he's like, but how are we going to get it, and who's going to get it for us? And then we cut to a jump. Twice? What in the Twice? fuck? What the- oh, I bet I know what it is. Yep. Angel, and he's beating the shit out of the second demon. Like, he <laughs> is fucking housing this thing. He's throwing it around like a rag doll and just beating. I, I almost, I almost, in a small way, feel bad for this demon because um, he is just, just wrecking it. And uh, I think the demon gets in like maybe one little, one little, umph, one little uh, kind of attack or whatever, but it's it's not much of anything. And we cut away, but he's just fucking this demon up. Um. Well, the attack, yeah, I mean, I guess, so the attack that the demon does get in does put Angel on his ass. and Yeah, but he, like, we, immediately gets, and then, he, and then the demon runs, and then the demons run, Angel's the like, demon runs, and that's when we cut. Yeah, Angel's like, you son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to Buffy, who is now unconscious, catatonic, whatever you want to say, um... Mom and Giles are in her doorway, and they're very concerned. They're like, we've got to handle this, like, ASAP, or um, shit's going to get cray. 
And um, then they start making out, which is so weird, but not weird in a way, because they've already fucked twice on a cop car, so it's really not that so strange. So be- before you go on anymore, I wanted to touch on something. Oh, what are you touching? There was the scene in the library where um, Xander, Cordy, Willow, and Oz were talking about um, tracking down uh, the person that, you know, the the potential killer. Mm -hmm. And um, Oz makes a comment about um, how uh, school shootings... Uh, have almost become a trend mm-hmm. at that point. So I just, I want to give you some numbers real quick. Okay. Bring me down. So he, he says at he's, he makes the comment that school shootings have pretty much become a trend at that point. Mm-hmm. When this is in 1999. Okay. But before Columbine. But before Columbine, and I think for most of us in our age group, particularly, and which is probably the majority of the age group that's listening or younger, Columbine was like the beginning of what has certainly become a epidemic here in the U.S. Oh, yeah. Uh, school shootings. Specifically just school shootings. Don't even get me started on mass shootings. Right. Or just uh, gun violence a, in general. Right. As a whole. Yeah. Just focusing on school shootings. So I did some digging, some research. And at this point in 1999... There had only been 330 school shootings Mm -hmm. um, in American history. The first one being in 1840 um, to this point in 99, um, 330 school shootings Mm -hmm. in the 169 of those happened in the two decades prior to this episode. True. Um, since 1999 to right now, there have been 304 mass school shootings mm-hmm. or, or fatal school shootings. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. I guess if it if it was happening frequently enough back then for the social commentary that was made in this episode to be, well, it's practically a trend at this point, what does that make it now? A pandemic. Right. Just Literally. Like I, like I just said. Yeah. It's, um, uh, it was a trendy thing then, and now it's just a straight up, society is just unfucking raveling itself. Um, like just speaking yeah. for myself, if I had kids, which I don't and 
God help me, I hope I never do. Um, uh, and they were school age. This might sound weird or I don't think I would send my skid, my skids, my kids to school because there's just this shit just happens way too frequently now. And it's just become a thing where it's just like, well, you know, you have to you have to expect it. At some point in your kid's school life, they're gonna there's gonna be an active shooter. It's like, no, fuck that. <laughs> right. Because um, I yeah, can honestly my, say when I was in school, never once did it ever enter my mind, hey, I I could get mass murdered today here in school. Because I was already well out of high school by the time Columbine happened. And so yeah. You know, I was I was in the last half of my senior year when yeah. Col- when Columbine happened. Yeah, I had already been out for a couple of years, so it, I don't know. I just I don't think I would have my kids in school. I think they my would. my um my sister kept my oldest nephew home from school two weeks ago because someone uh, threatened uh, a shooting. Mm-hmm. at the school. So she mm-hmm. kept him home as, as a lot of parents did. Um, they didn't close the school. Like they didn't shut the school down for the day or anything. Should have just, Oh yeah. 100% they should have, mm-hmm. you know, they just had, had a few, had, had some cops show up, you know, look around. Somebody wants to shoot up the place bad enough. That's not going to do shit. Right. Right. <laughs> you know? So, um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That line got to me and, and it, it kind of, you know, um, provoked the idea of wanting to, to like look up the statistics and the, and the numbers on this. And, uh, um, I already knew the numbers were ridiculously outrageous. Yeah. You know, especially, especially in the post Columbine to now time frame. We're talking 304 school shootings in a 20, roughly 20 year period. Yeah. You know, that's almost as many school shootings as happened between 1840 and 1999, well over a hundred and 50 years, 50 year period. Mm -hmm. Like, I know it's, 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 like I said, it's it's a um, it's commentary on humanity, or uh, not even humanity. It's commentary on Americans and how how far we have let shit get out of hand. You know. Um. Yeah, I think it's a commentary on on what we value. Well, yeah, we are the only country in the world who has this, this who has this sickness for for guns for firearms yeah that, right and and that's what i was getting at with the comment it it's an indictment of what we value yeah and we value uh, America, guns over lives absolutely over yeah over lives over specifically over lives. the lives of children yeah i know you know it's sad so. and sick and and yet it is what it is and it probably will always be that way and yeah. it's sad, but what are you going to do, James? What are you going to do? Yeah. Anyway, sorry about the uh, derailment, but I, like I said, the 
Oz's line kind of got to me a little bit and I wanted to, to dig up the numbers and, and kind of see what constituted back then a, uh, a trend at that point. <laughs> yeah, because I do recall prior to Columbine there being a couple of other, a handful of other shootings, I believe in the 90s, um, where it did kind of feel like, holy crap, this is becoming a thing now. And then Columbine happens, and then kaboom, it's just copycat fucking central, you know, up to this very day. Right. So, and all these precautions that schools have supposedly taken and all this, and it still is doing not a goddamn thing. Right. Well, you know, kind of to defer back to what we just said a few moments ago, everyone knows what the goddamn solution is. Yeah. But the people that need to make it happen are never going to make it happen. Never. Because it's their, their pockets are getting fatter. Well, yeah, and even the ones whose pockets aren't getting fatter, it's fear. And it's like, oh, no, I don't want to be fucking killed. (laughs) You know, I don't have the – nobody has the balls to do what needs to be done, bottom line. Right. Right. Um, And the ones that do, they're just – they're never going to be in that position. So, um, I don't know. Right. All right. That's, uh, That's all I had to say on that. Sorry All right about then. that. Um, <laughs> okay, Willow is now questioning. Um, oh, what's her name? I didn't write it down. From Nancy. Nancy, yeah, Nancy from class, and you know, she's like, you know, have you ever? How does she say that? Have you? Do you ever feel like you're being spied on by another student, or that <laughs> another student is acting strange, or whatever? And she's like, well. Not until just now. <laughs> and Willow's like, <laughs> Willow's like, eh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I get that. <laughs> and Xander is questioning Larry, who, as we know, came out to Xander. I think that was season one when he came out to Xander as gay. And so Xander's like, hey, you know, so I know it's probably really rough and you know, your secret and everything. And he's like, what about being gay? And everybody turns and looks at him and he's like, bro, I came out a long time ago. He's like, he's like, everybody fucking knows I'm, you know, blah, blah, blah. And Sanders, like, he says, I'm so out. Even my grandma's hooking me up with guys. Yeah. Yeah. And Xander's like, Oh shit. And he's like, (laughs) once again, Larry's still convinced that Xander's gay. And he's like, Hey man, you know, I'll help you come out. You know, it's okay. You know, we can put a, a tasteful piece in the, in the paper, in the school paper or something. <laughs> a, and coming, a coming out, a coming announcement. out announcement. And Xander's like, <laughs> nah, fuck. And so, yeah, homophobia abound in this episode. Um, and then um, Oz is trying to find Freddie Iverson again. And this time is the door is locked to his office and, Oz is like, what the fuck? And well, Freddie Iverson's now hiding uh, in a little hallway watching. So once again, he escapes being questioned. What's up with fucking Freddie Iverson, man? Seriously, bro. Dun, dun, dun. And we cut back to the library, and the Scoobs have reconvened, and they're going through all of their findings and whatnot, and they realize that Freddie Iverson is the only one they couldn't find and couldn't talk to. So clearly it has to be him. Um, uh, now we cut back to uh, Buffy's and Giles and mom are watching over her. She's completely um, 
whatever word you want to use, in a coma, catatonic, whatever. All the voices are now just have overwhelmed her. And, you know, they can't, they, they hate this, they can't stand it, and they're like, we have to, we have to do something. You know, she's not going to last much longer. And right about then, Wes opens up the door, Angel comes flying in, covered in a blanket, and he has a big jar of blue Kool-Aid, is what it looks like, with shit floating <laughs> in it. And he's like, I got the heart, and I finished the potion. And so he goes flying upstairs to Buffy. He gets her to drink it. Um, then she starts having these crazy, like, convulsions and fits and shit, and he's trying to hold her down, and he screams for Giles, and Giles is like, I'm busy. I'm fucking Joyce. <laughs> and Angel's like, oh, my bad. Not trying to be a cock blocker. Um, no. <laughs> uh, we actually cut to the Scoobs, who are heading across. Their, they've come out of the school. They're cutting across the quad. They're clearly all heading to Freddie Iverson's office um, to confront him. And the camera pans up slightly, and there's a there's a clock tower there that faces the quad. And uh, we see, we go into there, into that clock tower, and Jonathan is there. He opens up a case, and it's a high-powered rifle, you know, the type you have to assemble. And he begins assembling this high-powered firearm. And now we know why (laughs) this episode was pulled, you know, (laughs) shortly after Columbine. Um, Well, I think, honestly, I think even, even minus this specific scene, I, I, yeah, because they've already talked about school shootings as you, as you brought up. Um, So yeah, it's very eerie, man, that, that this is the episode they wrote and shot like right before Columbine happened, you know? Right. Um, but even, even without the, the school shooting being like the premise or whatever, um, I still feel like this episode probably would have gotten pulled, uh, in response to what happened in Columbine, Columbine, just because of the idea of a mass killing at a school in general. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not 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 so much that it was a because, shooting, but just mass killing right. out of school. Yeah, absolutely. Right, right. So we cut back to Buffy's, and she is opens her eyes. She's awake. Everyone's around her, you know. Well, everyone like uh, Giles, Wes, Angel, Mom, and they're like, "Can you hear thoughts?" And she's like, "No, I can't." And they're like, "Woo, we saved you!" And then credits roll. It's the end of the episode. No, but uh, she is uh, <laughs> she is cured. It worked. Um, and then we cut back to the Scoobs arriving at Mister Freddie Iverson's office. And what what uh, what happens there, James? Uh, they confront him, and he uh, um, he thinks they're there because he wrote a bad review for Dingo's Ate My Baby. Which is Oz's um, band. Which is Oz's band. And the review said, Dingo's Ate My Baby played their instruments like they had 
plump Polish sausages strapped to their fingers. And like he like shows it to Oz and he's like, sorry, man. And Oz is like, no, it's fair. Yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> and then Freddie's like, I get a lot of hate mail. I thought I just thought you guys were coming to deliver some in person this time. And then they're like, we were. And they all start pulling out like brass knuckles and shit. And you're like, oh, fuck. Freddie Iverson's about to get the shit stomped out of him. Yeah, he's about to get fucked up. About to get fucked up. Um, uh, so they're like, they're like, well, fuck. Well, like, then who the fuck's the killer? And Buffy shows up, telepathy free, obviously. And she's like, we've still got a few minutes to lunch. You know, we need to spread out and find him or find the, you know, figure it out. At that point, Cordelia finds a letter in Freddie's letters to the editor stack on his desk. And it says, by this time tomorrow, you will all know what I have done. I am sure you understand that I had to do it. And although death is never easy, it's the only way. And it's from Jonathan. So now they know they're looking for Jonathan. Um, so they all split up. And it's kind of intercut with them looking for him with scenes of him putting his high powered rifle together. Um, uh, Oz checks a, an empty classroom. Xander looks in the cafeteria and is distracted by Jello. So <laughs> once again, Xander's useless. Um, and Buffy's out in the courtyard uh, quad area and she looks up and she sees Jonathan in the clock tire tower. He's also and in the clock tire. She, and she <laughs> does some slayer acrobatics. Yeah. I, in and, my notes, I put, she Jedi jumps to him and, uh, um, she, crashes through a boarded up window in the clock tower. And, um, uh, of course, Jonathan points the gun at her and, um, they have, they have a, you know, relatively emotional, uh, dialogue back and forth. And, you know, Buffy is like, you know, the fact of the matter, because Jonathan's like, you know, you all think I'm an idiot and, you know, short and this and that. And Buffy's like, honestly, Jonathan, I don't think about you much at all. She's like, nobody does. And he's like, whoa, what the fuck? And she's like, listen, it's hard out here for a pimp. And he's like, wow. And then he just puts Um, the, butt in his mouth and just blows his brains out. Uh, Buffy's like, you know, honestly, nobody you know, thinks about you. And she's like, I know it's it's hard feeling feeling so much pain and and loneliness and you know, realizing nobody you know uh, is cares or or realizes what's going on and you know, she's like, you know, it might surprise you to hear this, but my life sucks pretty hard sometimes, too. And um, 
he, uh, um, you know, she's like, you know, the the reason no one pays attention to you isn't because, you know, you you're not smart or you're short or whatever. It's because everyone's concerned with their own problems and their own worries and their own issues and, um. Uh, Which I don't buy any of this, by the way. I'm like, is it? Is it though? Is it really? Because she herself later on says, you know, Giles is like, oh, maybe you should go to the prom with him to help him out. And she's like, well, I'm not a saint. He's <laughs> like five foot two. That's exactly what. So I'm like, yeah, I don't know. No, uh uh-uh. uh. No. Um, um, no, I agree with it. No, I don't, I don't agree with it even a little bit. Utter horseshit. I guess I guess it depends on your perspective. I I was always and still am much too worried with my own problems and whatnot to be concerned myself with anybody else as far as like you know l- like this, like you know, I don't I don't not pay attention to people because they're bald or overweight or well, you don't. whatever. Right, you don't. Like, I don't, I don't pay attention to people because I'm too wrapped up in my own shit. Like, I don't... Right, and, and I'm not saying that there aren't some of those... That, 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 she's not, that she's not right that there aren't some of the kids are like that. But I think, by and large, especially teenagers in high school and whatnot, that's not... People are mistreated because kids are fucking scumbags <laughs> and right. and they're absolutely clicky and they're absolutely bullies and, and whatnot. And so, yeah, I, I, I just don't think that this is that she's right. But the uh, thing is, but see, so take it strictly in the context of what's happening here. Jonathan's not doing this because he's being bullied He's doing this because nobody's paying attention to him. Well, yeah, but I'm I'm just saying I, I'm I'm just speaking in general terms. You know that there's bullying, there's there's, or just you know he's considered a quote nerd and and he's short and he's not an athlete and so he's just ignored. You know, it's not right. because I don't buy that it's because well they're too busy with their own problem. That's because what about the ones who aren't short, who aren't nerds, who who are athletic stars? Well, they're, they're they're paid attention to, even though these people still have their issues. You know what I'm saying? It's it's yeah. absolutely being ostracized. So I just think this whole commentary she's making is only right in a small subsection of these students. You know. Um. So he's he's like calmed down now and. You know, Buffy's like, you know, I could have taken that from you at any time. And he says, I know. And she's like, but I'd much rather do it this way. And she reaches out for the gun and he calmly hands it to her. And he says he just wanted it to stop. And she's like, well, you know, I don't not sure that, you know, mass murder is the doctor prescribed, you know, method. And he looks kind of confused and he's like, it's like, what are you talking about? I, you know, well, I wouldn't hurt anybody. And she's like, uh, <laughs> like this situation begs, <laughs> begs to differ. 
and that's when he tells her that he came up there to kill himself, right. not anybody else. And this brings up another thing. I Okay, why does he have to go to school up into the clock tower clandestinely with a super high-powered, like, fucking sniper rifle to kill himself? Like, it's not easy to kill yourself with a rifle. Like, you know, I don't know. I won't go into it and rag it all out, but it just seems it's very um, detail-heavy for just I want to off myself. You know? I don't know. Seems a little little silly. Um, so we cut back to the cafeteria, and Xander snuck into the kitchen area to get some jello. At which point he sees the lunch lady pouring a big dumbass box of rat poison. Yeah, like a cartoon Acme rat poison box, you know. Uh, into the food. And <laughs> this part's kind of funny. Like, they lock eyes mm-hmm. and they literally just stare at each other for like a solid minute. Of yeah, the, I was of waiting for one of them to time. wink and be like. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, at which point Xander breaks the eye contact and he runs back into the cafeteria and he starts knocking food out of people's hands and stuff. And and she um, grabs a fucking butcher knife. She grabs a butcher knife. And, she's like, fuck no, it. No, it's a meat cleaver. It's a meat well, cleaver. Well, yeah, it's not but a she's knife. just like, fuck it. I'm, I'm going to just start today. I'm just going to start by killing this kid in and, front of everybody. And she chases Xander down, and he trips. And she's getting ready to cleaver him, and Buffy shows up and stops her. And K the fuck owes this bitch. Right. She was obviously pulling her punches. Otherwise, this broad would be dead. Yeah, because if she had, like, fucking given her one of those roundhouse spin kicks, full Slayer Force, her head would have popped off. Right. Um, uh... So then we cut to the next day, and oh, before I go on, the other scene that Joss wrote was the clock tower uh, uh, scene between Buffy and Jonathan. It makes sense, because it was fucking wrong. Um, so we cut back to the next day, and Buffy and Giles are like walking into the school, or to go to, into the school, and... Um, Buffy's saying that Jonathan's doing okay and, you know, he's suspended and his parents are freaked out, but he'll be okay. And um, uh, that's when Giles is like, or Buffy's like, although he's starting to get that look, like maybe he's going to ask me to the prom. And Giles is like, well, it might be good for his self-esteem if you, you know, and she's like, what what am I, St. Buffy? Yeah, right. And, Thus uh, negating everything she supposedly fucking said to him in the clock tower. And um, Giles is like, you know, uh, well, maybe we should train and after school. And Buffy is like, yeah, we can do that. And she's like, if you're not too busy having sex with my mother. And Giles walks it right into a tree. And credits. <laughs> and that's our episode. Also, did you happen to catch the goof up and oopsie in this scene? No, I didn't. There is a clearly visible uh, Torrance High administration sign uh, on one of the buildings they walk past. Because that's 
the because actual name of the, the school. That that's the actual at. name of the high school. Yeah. That, uh, where Buffy was, where exteriors were. And filmed. I believe a lot Probably of, I believe interiors. a lot of famous um, actors and actresses. Um, that's their alma mater there in California. Uh, I don't know about that, but it is where a lot of high school set uh, TV shows and movies film. Yeah, I feel like. Well, anyway, it doesn't matter. Go on. Nothing. That's it. That's the end of the episode. Okay. Um, well, uh, so thanks for joining us, everybody. No. <laughs> Uh, no monsterology this week. Um, uh, no bronze bands this week. We didn't. We once again did not visit the bronze. What a shame. Um, our body count this week is two. Uh, I don't know. Do you think she? Do you think she killed the, the the lunch lady? No. You don't think so? No. I like to think she did. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> I mean, she clearly de- fucking deserved it. She was literally going to kill everyone in that school. That Well, any, uh, everyone that came and ate at the cafeteria. Uh, yeah, so our body count is two. Um, our music this week is only our original score, uh, as composed by series composer Christoph Beck. Uh, Jeremy. Yes. Why don't you give me your final thoughts? And your rating on this episode, on a scale of one to five, how many crazy lunch ladies do you give this episode? This is getting a two, bro. Okay. Um, I just didn't feel it from from beginning to end. I liked the I liked the a plot of 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 you know the mouthless demons and the her getting the aspect of the demon and, and all that. I just feel mm-hmm. like everything else in this episode was hot garbage um okay the social commentary i thought was way like as we just discussed was way wrong and way off base um gosh i don't i there's just so many and, and a lot of like plot elements that were just too um uh, what's the word i'm looking for like like too too easy too like convenient you know and and I don't know what when I don't like an episode, I don't like to to sit and rag and rag and rag on it, but it just this episode did nothing for me. I felt like the A plot was wasted, really, honestly. Um and it, it was just weak. I don't know, it was weak. It was like you were talking about for last week that something just wasn't there. I felt that way this week except stronger like there was a big lot of stuff not there Mm -hmm. and it just i don't know not not uh not a good episode i mean for me to get something to two it's it's pretty fucking ratty (laughs) but that's just my opinion you know one guy so james yes sir why don't you give us your final thoughts on this episode and you know on a scale of one to five, how many demon hearts do you give this episode? Uh, I'm giving this episode three demon hearts. Okay. Um, I, I, I think it's a good episode overall. I think it was, um, uh, written, uh, the, the writing, the direction and the acting were all very good. Um, uh, particularly from Danny strong, uh, it was it was nice to see him get to do more than just stand around and look clueless for a change. 
Um, uh, I I liked all the character interactions. I thought were were um, uh, uh, excellent. Well, maybe not excellent, but they were they were up there this week. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, overall, uh, you know, I don't. This isn't. I wouldn't say it's a must see episode by any means. Um, and if I was slipping through channels and Buffy was on and it was this episode, I would probably skip it. Um, oh, I definitely would. I'd be like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I don't, uh, you know, if if I was rewatching the series for purposes other than this podcast, like just a general rewatch, um, I wouldn't skip it. Oh, like, yeah. I would, like I, I never I, I, if I'm doing a rewatch of a series, I don't skip anything, yeah. even if I know that I don't uh, like it, you know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, again, I think I think the writing and the directing and the acting um all stood out in this episode more so than necessarily the plot of the episode. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I think you can have a, I think you can have an episode that's not great and it's strictly because of the plot. Like there's no fault behind the writing and the directing and the acting, you know what I'm saying? Sure. Um, so, so I think, I think that's what, what keeps this, episode from being higher than a three see i feel like the the directing and the acting were great it's my big it was the writing i thought it was just trash yeah um so so yeah it's a three for me i don't um uh, i don't know the i think the reason the plot doesn't escalate it higher for me is because i don't i don't feel like it has a place in this back half of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, ironically, if an episode was going to get pulled at this point in the, in this season, um, it's a good thing. It was this episode. Yeah. I mean, cause it doesn't, it doesn't, this hurt. is such an unnecessary episode at this with five episodes left and everything that's going on. Really? It's very much. This is really very, the episode they give us. You know, it's very much a standalone episode from from the the main arc of the show. Yeah, and in my opinion, or of this season, and particularly of this the the back half of the second half of the season. Yeah. So they 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 lucked out that it happened to be this episode that had to get pulled. Yeah, because it's fucking trash. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that's, those are my thoughts. It's a three overall, you know, decent episode. I, I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, yeah. Alrighty then. Uh, what shall we do now? Do we just sit here and look at each other and continue to record just to see how long people will watch us stare at each other? (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you, uh, how about if I take your role okay. this weekend? You take my role. Okay. And why don't you, Jeremy, yeah. tell our listeners and our viewers uh-huh. how they can get in touch with us? Well, there's a thing called there's two there's two things. There's carrier pigeons <laughs> and there's also a Morse code. Um which we both have Morse code 
setups in our rooms so mm-hmm. that we can receive, mm-hmm. um, you know, from our fans. You know, I mean, that's that's mm-hmm. that's how we get our shit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the trick is you guys finding a place to send a Morse code message. Well, they just go to their their town's local uh, Tele- telegraph. Tele- uh, 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 what was it called? What's it called? A tran. Anyway, yeah, that joke. Pony Express. Yeah, that joke went to the toilet because I couldn't think of the name of the the fucking thing. But anyway, no. Um, BuffyRevisited.com will take you to not only all of our episodes that you could play right through your browser, but it'll also give you a link to every way to get a hold of us. It'll give you a link to our Facebook. It'll give you our email address, which is buffyrevisited at gmail.com. It'll give you a link to our OnlyFans, which is nipples, nipples, nipples. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's not hard to find us. Um, Unless you're looking for us on Twitter, <laughs> in which case you will not find us. Um, right. Well, you'll find us, mm-hmm. um, but you won't see any updates since the end of last season. Yeah. Because that is when we stopped uh, actively um, using the Twitter account uh, because Elon Musk. Um, but we do, I'll put this out there. If, if Twitter is your preferred communication method, you have um, problems and you should be looked at. You, uh, <laughs> we do, we do still receive the notifications. Oh, do we? Um, yeah. Meaning like, you, because I don't. Right. Um, so if you do, if you do want to comment there, go ahead. We'll, we'll get it. Um, it's just definitely not one of the preferred methods to, to get a hold of us. Uh, we would much prefer Facebook or YouTube. Yeah, because you know that's that's the other thing is that you go to BuffyRevisited uh, dot com, you'll see that we also have a the link to our YouTube channel. Um, right. And plus, I believe on our Facebook page, uh, Slade the Buffyverse Revisited, you have a link tree on there also, right? Yeah. Which has got links yep. links to all of our shit. So again, links it's it, it's shit. not it's not hard to to uh, track us down. Um, So, yeah. Uh, Wait, I'm trying to think of what's your role after this, because I'm playing your role now. (laughs) Now we're done, and you close out the show. Now I'm in Inception. Yeah, um, so... Did you have have a stroke? I might have. Dude, (laughs) I smell smell almonds. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, dude. Okay, Uh, anyway... (laughs) Thank you all for joining us this week. As always, we appreciate it. Um, next week, James, what are we what 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 are we going to be talking about next week, James? Um, uh, probably chronic masturbation and fires and fires. Right. Uh, no, next week's episode is uh, choices. Is it choices? That's right. Yes, season choices. three, episode nineteen, choices. We have four, five, four, four episodes, episodes left, left, ladies and germs. Um, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think Earshot was our odd man out in, yeah. in this last bunch of episodes. Totally as, unnecessary episode. Um, as far as uh, quality. Because, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, Choices, The Prom, and Graduation Day Part 1 and Part 2 are, uh, are 
pretty out there. I don't want to get ahead of myself because I, I have uh, in previous episodes this season, but I think I think it, out of those last four episodes, we might be looking at multiple fives. Oh, yes. Are you kidding? <laughs> it's, po- it's possible. It's possible that we once again may break our own scale. Yeah, we might. <laughs> There's so. no question. I, this episode was definitely the last for me to slog through to get to these final four. So it's the right. final four, James. It's the um, final countdown. Okay. Um, I, I, I think Earshot might be honestly the odd man out of the entire season. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Earshot um, was, for me, Earshot was by far... And it wasn't that it was horrible. I just it was very bleh. like I don't I just right. don't need it. It doesn't need to be there. It doesn't need to exist. I think yeah. um let's see here real quick if you if you'll bear with me. Um I'll bear myself with you. I think this might be our lowest rated episode of the season. Oh, I'm oh, sure it probably is. No. No. Well, uh we gave we gave um Anne, a two. That was the first episode of the season, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 I do. We, re- we, I do recall that we, now. We both gave Anne a two. So, so it's uh, so it's tied with it's with it's tied with Anne. Yeah. It's def. We gave uh, Dead Man's Party a three. Yeah. Or Dead I Man's, did anyway. Dead Man's Party had potential, though. I thought. Yeah. It was just um, missed. I'm going to give next week's episode a 69, if you know what I'm so, saying. <laughs> um, actually, we had a lot of threes this season. Yeah, but I consider threes to be average, middle-of-the-road episodes that I don't right, hate, right. but they also aren't fours or fives, you know? Right. So right, I right, say I would right. think, in, in my opinion, having a lot of threes it would be a good thing, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. next season, there's going to be a lot of ones for me. Which I don't think I've given anything a one yet. There's going to be a lot of fucking ones next month. Spoiler alert, folks! Wow, I have a feeling I'm or not next month. Enjoy... I'm saying next season. I'm sorry. I have a feeling I'm not going to enjoy doing next season. No, uh, I think we've already discussed this, James. Uh, next. No, I mean, I mean, like, like I already know, like it's by far the weakest season of Buffy, and sure. I know I'm not going to enjoy it. Episode sure. wise, as much, but I mean, like doing the podcast. Yeah, and I, oh, <laughs> I it's like I feeling. told you. I said it's going next when we do season four. <laughs> we talked about this before we ever even recorded the very first episode of season one. I was like, you do realize when we get to season four, it's going to be, it's going to feel like a fucking job. Like, because I'm not going to want to watch the episode, and then I'm, and then I'm not going to want to even talk about. It. <laughs> like, I'll be like, so this week, um. Yeah, some stuff happened, and I turned it off, and I went to bed. <laughs> so, anyway, um, just look at it. Look at it this way. Yeah, we uh, also get to do Angel. So we also get to do Angel season. At one. least we don't have to do a shitty season four episode. You know, each week we get it. Right. We we get to have an Angel episode, and God, I mean, there are no weak seasons in Angel, in my opinion. So, mm. not for me. Mm. There aren't. I like them all. Uh, 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 I, I kind of feel like 
kind of feel like five. The final season? Yeah. I liked season five. There was a lot of yeah, Angel fans did. that didn't that, that were unhappy with it. They were unhappy with the way it ended. They were unhappy with right. the ending for certain characters and whatnot. I didn't have a problem with it. I'm not saying I didn't like it. I uh, I feel like without giving any spoilers, there was a shift akin to what's about to happen with season three of Buffy and season four here mm -hmm. that I think kind of derailed the show a little bit. The wolf, the ram, and the heart? Yes. Yes. Okay, we'll just leave it at that. Right. Um, James, any closing thoughts, any closing comments? No, sir. Just uh, everyone, please uh, take some time. Reach out to us uh, in any of your preferred formats. We love hearing from you. Um, and we look forward to uh, seeing you guys again next week. Absolutely. We'll see you for Season 3, Episode 19, Choices, next week. I've been one of your hosts. I'm Jeremy. I'm your other host, James. Ta-ta. Ta-ta.